the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. They have not been a trusted player. Admitted, knowingly, misleading, regulators. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. See, senor. It's a dimly lit room where? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, is it Wednesday? It is. Today on a Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The big man! Chris Christie! He's got a belly full of resentment. He's got a book out. Now, are these excerpts coming out from the publisher, or are they leaking? Or are they leaking on purpose? The know. term leak now often means on purpose. Look at the the hot photos of this actress that just leaked out. Yeah, her publicist. Her bikini body on vacation. Yeah. How's the light perfect? Well, it's because it's planned. Um, but we've got some excerpts for you. One I read yesterday is really something. I look at Jared Kushner completely differently now that I've read this piece of information from Chris Christie's book. Do tell. For instance. So... Stay tuned for all that. That's good stuff. Um, You know what Washington, D.C. needed was another backstabbing tell-all book. Right. To get tongues a-wagon. Exactly. It just needed that. Yes, more infighting, more resentments. Not a chance Trump reacts to it. Probably He'll probably just let it lie. That'd be my guess. I'm I'm Uh curious to see uh what the reaction's going to be, because this is the first real criticism of the Trump administration we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. Yeah, uh, the big man's a little peeved. You know what I would like to have? A, I wish we had a, an historian on today. I think Ken Burns would be the guy because he did a documentary. It's the 100th anniversary of uh, Prohibition. Constitutional ban on alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Became law 100 years ago. Amazing. What, what an interesting experiment. It's what you got when you allowed women to vote. Like the first thing they did, slapped a cocktail out of my hand. It's been a long day, honey. And right? it, and I'm it, having a drink. And it was illegal Keep to... Keep Congress out of this. It was illegal to drink for 13 years. Yeah. Which is a long time. Wow. Yep. But people in government drank all the time. They all had their speakeasies they went to. It was, Even the so-called dry senators would party all the time. It was the best example of uh, elites having a different sets of rules than we've, than we've ever had probably in our nation's history. Because mm-hmm. if you were on the police force or in government or whatever, you could drink. But everybody else was supposed to not to. And they could always use that to come after you if they wanted to also. Right. So, yep. yeah, that was that was a heck of an experiment. Hope we don't try that. I don't drink, but... 
Hope we don't try that sort of nanny countryism ever again. Um, there is uh, our board operator, Michelangelo, as we introduce everybody in the squad to get started today. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. I'm doing great. Um, I'm just thinking that Chris Christie's book, there's got to be at least one chapter in there complaining about the White House cafeteria. Oh, think? boy. Yeah, see, that sounds like know, a fat it, joke to it, me, it, and it I, was, don't, I won't have it. I'm sorry. He, I, I should have said it. I, felt bad. I feel bad about it. Were you the two-term governor of New Jersey? That's, no. That's true. Who no, are you to I, criticize I him? So he I, does mention in the book that Trump told him he had to lose weight because somebody as fat as him could never be successful in politics. And Trump told him to wear longer ties because it would be <laughs> slimming. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy. It's, it's in the book. Uh, there yeah, is right? Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. You know, I just was thinking the other day, especially for newer listeners, as we're on a whole bunch of radio stations that are trying to figure out whether or not they want to listen to this radio show. In many cases, it replaced their beloved Laura Ingram show that went away. And they're trying to decide whether they want to listen to us. And when I introduce everybody, um, I don't call you anything. You're just a, like a guy standing in the corner for no reason. So we need to come up with a, a title for you or something. Anyway, there's Positive Sean. Uh, the, the title that I made up for the business card is, uh, what was it, CCO? Chief Creative Orchestrator. That's that's fine. Yeah, and they, uh, they <laughs> wow, they they printed it on the card and everything. So yeah, I get to pass that around. It's official. That, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's a bit much. Uh, yeah. Under uh, you should wear a longer tie. <laughs> yeah. That would require me a, having a tie. Uh, under Apple's uh, battery replacement program that they launched last year, when the the information came out that. They were throttling batteries and et cetera, et cetera. People didn't want to update their phones just because the battery life was dead. They replaced 11 million iPhone batteries uh, in just that year alone compared to the close to 1 to 2 million in previous years. Uh, it was a $29 rep- replacement program that took place in 2018, and uh, millions and millions of people were using it. Can you still do that? And what's the process like? My wife and I's phones are both in the... I'd keep it except for the battery sucks phase of my iPhone. Every iPhone I've gotten rid of was because the battery got to the point where it was just a pain in the I, I believe it is still exists as something you can do, but you have to right. slog through the genius yeah. bar and, and you just, go there and wait four hours or, or make an appointment to, uh, four weeks in we advance. Tried to, or, yeah, exactly. We tried to go to an authorized repair center. There are a couple, two, three within like half hour drive. And they were taking appointments like three weeks out. Right. Yeah. Right. To swap out a battery, what is? How can that possibly exist in the in a free economy? I don't know. How about you send me one and like one sheet of directions? I have to borrow some reading glasses to read, and I'll figure it out. Right? How hard can it be? Yeah, I'm at that wonderful point where your phone goes from forty percent to shuts off. Don't. Yeah. There is Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well, enjoying the simple pleasures. It was cold, it was wet yesterday, so I stayed inside and I made up some crock pot butter beef. <laughs> yes. Oh, awesome. In case you're wondering it's what the ingredients enough. are, yeah. you already know. It's butter and beef. <laughs> More yeah. specifically, it's three pounds of beef and a stick or so of butter, <laughs> toss in a little <laughs> onion soup mix on top of it, and oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Buttery goodness. Yeah, you're going to need to wear the long tie, too. Oh, God. (laughs) And I'm pleased to report no accidents in the kitchen like there have been in the past when I may or may not have been overly fueled by the grape. Dang it. The other night, Laura yelled out an, oh, and then then I always know what that is Uh because it happens like once a month. Oh, boy. She cut herself, and she said, this one's deep. Oh, no. Oh, oh, you can't warn people are driving to work. I know. You got to warn people. I know. Oh, I hate that. God. So she's, wow, that's interesting. I was always like that. I just, 
I've always been a bit of an absent-minded lad, and I would be like cutting a bagel on it and look over and look, <laughs> boy, that bird's really red, <laughs> right through the old thumb <laughs> right. And so for a while, I so for a while I had my wife slice my bagels for me. Then I decided that was so pathetic <laughs> that I really needed to, you know, just just focus. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see those like medieval chainmail like cutting gloves? That yeah, butchers, yeah, butchers yeah. use them. Yeah. 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 That'd Those are great. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah that's it. There you go. Christmas present. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, January 16th, the year 2019. More Charlie Sheen in 2019. <laughs> no. That was somebody's suggestion. No. Is he still alive? Or <laughs> yes. Armstrong and Getty, we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now. It's time to get down to the news of the day, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Of the country now. I think the no's have it. No? Is is the honourable gentleman persisting? No? Persistence in order. I know what I'm doing. The key point is persistence. If the honourable gentleman... Order. order. (laughs) That's awesome. I love the British Parliament. I was just telling Jack before, I have no idea if it's effective or not, but I love the way that they do stuff there. (laughs) we got to keep that around anytime we're trying to decide something. Should we do this? No! No, 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 no,
moaning and told by important people he should go because he made <clears throat> allegedly racist statements, which we should play for you and, and we'll decide. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Stay tuned for that. Right now, mailbag. You can email us, don't you know? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you see something we ought to be talking about, for instance, that's uh, great. So much going on in the world, it's hard to keep track of it all. If you have an opinion, reaction, lavish praise, bitter, bitter criticism. I like the lavish praise, got to tell you. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I like the criticism because I'm always looking to improve myself. Here's a freedom-loving quote of the day from Frederick Bastiat, the great French uh, economist, thinker, lover of uh, freedom. What is liberty, whose very name makes the heart beat faster and shakes the world? Is it not the union of all liberties, liberty of conscience, of education, of association, of the press, of travel, or labor, or trade? That's right. Don't selectively take your liberties away and say you're still free in this way. Nah, it's no good. Most people don't care about most of those things you just mentioned. That is correct. That's why the Founding Fathers uh, didn't put it up to a vote every six weeks. Whether we, we wanted to let people be free or not. It's it's just, it's got to be. Although, certainly the uh, forces of, of, well, evil, I would say, the forces of, of giant government and control and... And the rest are, are getting better and better at gaming the system. That's why we need to fight. Fight against them. Here's a crime a day, uh, federal crime per day, uh, because there are so many federal crimes, nobody even knows how to count them. Section 21 of U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 610D and 676 and 9 CFR 319.15 subsection B, makes it a federal crime to sell raw meat called hamburger if it contains more than 30% fat. Mm. Boy, 30% fat. That's pretty fatty. Yeah, but although, put that on the label, and then I'll decide whether I want it or not. All right. You can't call it hamburger, though. Call it a fat burger. Blubber burger. How about I call it Jimmy the, the meat sauce? But just tell me what's in it, and I'll decide whether or not I want to buy it. Why does it have to be a federal law? Fair enough. Meat, don't do it. Ben the Libertarian has a question. If the TSA, that's the folks at the airport, don't you know? That make sure you're not carrying any I bombs I can't get past or guns, that. except when you are. I can't get past that federal law. There are a number of fast food places you eat. Are you eating bur- burgers in school cafeterias? Are you thinking, this is a hamburger? What is in this? How many hamburgers have you Or this is really fatty. Yeah. Do I need a federal law to, to intercede, or do I just not eat there again? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. You ever order a big old plate of pulled pork, and you take a bite, and it's just all fat? You work your way through, and you realize, man, I got the fatty end of the pig. That's ah, so disappointing. Remember when we were at Morton's and I ordered just a big slice of fat? It yes, was, I do. Because it was so delicious. You told everybody at the table how great it was going to be. And, and everybody put a bite in their mouth and went, ugh. Fat! It was awesome. And it was, only, and it was only $40. What are you, a bear? <laughs> it's a sick enough. Nobody wants that. Ben the Libertarian wants to know, if the TSA goes without pay long enough and the rate of stopping terrorists does not change, can we just continue to not pay them and put the money toward the national debt, the true threat to the United States? Since the Love it. L- last test that was publicized, anyway, the TSA <laughs> missed 90% of the bombs that went through. Um, I guess it's that other 10% that we're, we're hoping they catch. Well, you know, better, better 10% than none. I guess. Right? It's a starting point. Let's see. Speaking of uh, criticism, it's our uh, loyal listener, Rick from Seattle, who says, Please stop explaining everything to the new listeners. He thinks we're explaining too much. New listeners, new folks come if, you're, on board. if you're new to the show, this is where we read emails where people yell at us. And sometimes tell us we do our show wrong. 
And I tell them, you do whatever you want on your radio show, all right? Oh, you don't have one, do you? All right, then. Wow. Super. Maybe I'll start wandering into operating rooms and saying to surgeons, why are you cutting there? I cut over there since I know nothing about it. <laughs> I've had surgery. Why couldn't I advise a surgeon on how to do surgery? Anyway, this is a nice note from Rick in Seattle. That was a bit much. Um, yeah, I agree. Hmm. Uh, let's see. He says uh, one of the pleasures of the show is figuring it out for yourself. Decent point. Well, for you, it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, uh, nobody knows. Decent anyway. point. That is a decent point. He said, for example, it took me a while to realize you ring a doorbell every time Joe mentions Hitler. The uh, Hitler ding. But imagine if you You're went... robbing the joy of discovery from dozens of people. I'm trying to picture if you went dozens. to a, a Bruce Springsteen concert. Yes. And you're in the crowd, and everybody's singing along to a certain song, and Bruce stops and said, for those of you who are new to my music, this is a part of this song where I sing the chorus, and everybody generally sings along at right. this part, and it's kind of a charming part of the whole thing, so let's get back to it. It I'm would gonna, kind of ruin the moment a little. I'm going to take an extra long time to introduce the saxophone player, So you because are- he's like one of my oldest friends, and everybody likes him, so that's why I'm making a bigger deal over Clarence Clemens than like everybody else. Right. Right. Yeah, okay. It's a decent point. And, and then he makes a point. Every time you say, for you new listeners, uh, like watching stars, Star Wars with someone that's seen it before, and they keep saying things like, oh, yeah, that's Darth Vader. <laughs> and they always play that ominous music when he's on the screen. <laughs> so you guys are Bruce Springsteen in that example? Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> for new listeners, we're Bruce Springsteen in that metaphor. And for new listeners, Sean mocks us regularly. Uh, How yes. are we out of time already? What the, some of the excerpts from the Chris Christie book and Marshall's News coming up next. Uh, the Chris Christie stuff is pretty entertaining and interesting. You're it's nasty. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. that Chris Christie prosecuted Jared Kushner's dad and uh, played a major role in sending Jared Kushner's dad to prison. And did that cause some resentment? But I didn't know all the, the whys and stuff like that, and some of that's in Chris Christie's new book. We'll have some excerpts of that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What do you think is this as a slogan? I will fight teens in 2019. <laughs> maybe I, maybe we should revisit Based that video. that guy in uh, North Carolina. <laughs> No, yeah. I will not fight teens in 2019 or any other year. Somebody also said our explanations are similar to, like, the first time you watch Seinfeld. Uh, Kramer comes through the door, and if they'd have stopped the show. Now, for those of you new to the show, Kramer, the reason everybody's laughing is Kramer always comes sliding through the door, and that's his entrance. You know. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, as the partial government showdown or shutdown drags on now in its 26th day, the White House tried yesterday to get around House Speaker Nancy Pelosi by reaching out to centrist House Democrats in the hopes of sitting down and negotiating with them. But none of the Democrats accepted the invitation to a lunch with President Trump, which only Republican lawmakers attended. This is where we have been for years now, where... You can't be seen at a restaurant with the other side. You can't you can't pretend to even like anybody on the other side or you're doomed. Yeah, you get primaried. It's just it's just no way for the government to function. And so you can't even just go sit down and hear what the president right. has to say or you'd be labeled as uh on Trump's side somehow. 
You know, I think it's one of those things that's uh, like uh, Churchill said about democracy. It's the worst form of government except for all others that have ever been tried. Uh, the compromising, the working across the aisle, the Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan, the rest of it, you know, that we've heard about right. for years. It's gotten us $21 trillion in debt. And the government, nothing but bloat and growth and the rest of it. So that makes me want to go hardcore. Very valid No, point. stick to your guns. Go hardcore, small government, pro-liberty, blah, 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 blah. But then nothing happens at all. I mean, it, it just all kind of crumbles, and we find ourselves in this stupid, stupid position. So, uh, you know, and, and I hate to say it because this country will be brought down by our debt. There is no other existential threat to the country on Earth right now. But... It could be that, you know, taking two-thirds of a loaf or half a loaf is the worst form of government ever, except for all the others that have ever been tried. I don't know. At this point, neither side showing any signs of backing down. President Trump's uh, telling supporters in a conference call Tuesday that the shutdown will continue for a long time if it has to. And the president says that people overall seem to be impressed at how well the government is working. <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go. That's what I always uh, yeah. That's always my side of the street. Yeah. Let's try it with half the government for a while and see how it goes and adjust a little bit here yeah. and there. Got to pay the Coast Guard, though. Obviously. Got to pay the Coast Guard. First time in our nation's history. Yeah. One of the uh, the uh, services, armed services, because they're armed, you know, they interdict drugs and the rest right. of it. Right. First time ever they haven't been paid, and it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Got to pay them. I think Trump should have said over the weekend, uh, or he, he still could, because um, Schumer keeps talking about, we tried to talk to the president, and he threw a tantrum. He threw a fit, and he stormed out. I think Trump should say, look, I didn't storm out. There's plenty of people who say I didn't storm out. I got up and left. As long as the guy I'm negotiating with is going to go to cameras and and make up stuff, how are we ever going to get anywhere? That's a legitimate thing to say. I heard Schumer say that yesterday. Why didn't any of the press there say, did he actually throw a fit? What do you mean specifically? What did he do? You've said twice now he slammed the table and walked out. He denies he slammed the table. Did he slam the table? And we'll never know for certain, but there are people denying it. Hey, I watched the Sunday shows over the weekend. The press has taken Schumer's story as just, that's the fact. Right. Everybody repeated that over and over as journalists. The president stormed out of his meeting on Wednesday, so, okay, I guess we're going with that, even though there are people who say that that's not what happened. But can you imagine if we're negotiating with anybody about a contract or something, Mm -hmm. and they go and tell some organization or just anybody... And make up some lie? Right. Yeah, they threw a fit and slammed the door. You'd think, well, we're never going to get anywhere here. No, you've poisoned the well. Another big story breaking today. A landslide vote in the British Parliament against Brexit. Raucous voting in the House of Commons. Say, I of the country, no. no. The eyes to the right, 202. The nose to the left, 432. Holy crap. What? (laughs) And then I liked what Theresa May said, something like, it would appear that the government has rejected this number. He said, ah! Yeah, I'd say it. Rejected! (laughs) It's the worst drubbing since the 1860s or something. Right. For anything the government put forward. Their parliament meetings are like 15% roast battles. These guys just, (laughs) they insult it, they sling it. Oh, (laughs) it's good. So they're in a heck of a sticky situation. We're going to talk about that more a little bit later. But uh, uh, who knows where that's going to go. 
All right, my friends, new information on why you should never wash dishes by hand. I did it just this morning. I want to hear this. All right, according what to the... peril have I put myself in? <laughs> according to the EPA, the standard flow of a kitchen faucet is 2.2 gallons per minute. Everybody knows that. Go on. And you'll, <laughs> and you'll use an estimated 27 gallons by washing an entire dishwasher load by hand. A lot of water. Well, wait a second. I'm leaving the water running during this entire process. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna wash an entire dishwasher load by hand, you'll probably go ahead and do one big load. It'll, the water will get dirty. You'll drain right. it. You'll put in more water. Okay, fair enough. All right. Now, for by comparison, Energy Star dishwashers use no more than five and a half gallons per cycle. It's a miracle. Also, using a dishwasher means is this a whirlpool study? No. This is one of those studies put out by a manufacturer. This is by the Environmental Did Protection Did they send you a coupon agency. for a washing machine along with this study? Also, using a dishwasher means your dishes are exposed to higher temperatures, high enough to sanitize the dishes and Fantastic. keep you safe. Because uh, people are constantly dying of, of, of right. bacteria-ridden dishes. Marshall and his funny studies. My son is yes. such an my oldest son is such an inspector of of dishes and stuff like really? that. He just everything he gets out, he has to look over. Ah, there's a speck of food on that. Reject. Every, <laughs> he's very picky about. Well, that. now that is incompatible incompatible with his heritage because you're diner people. I mean, you're greasy spoon. Absolutely. People. Me too. I love them. But come on, how often do you go in there, you look at a spoon and think, hey, you scrape at it with your fingernail. Right. Ah, good and enough. I just scrape it off and eat with it. I'm not going to die. Hey, Here. You know what else went through it's the charming. dishwasher? That piece of food. That's a clean piece of food. There you go. That's a good point. Nice. Well played. Sanitized chunk of food between the tines of your fork. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. These are the best of tines. These are the worst of tines. That's what I'd say. No. I also go with the, of course, feel free to wash any dishes you find dirty. <laughs> and then you can eat off a spanking clean dish that you just washed yourself. Exactly. <clears throat> so Chris Christie got a new book out. kind of interested in why he's doing this now, how he thinks it's going to benefit him other than make him rich. Vengeance. Sweet vengeance. And a man's got to eat. Okay. <laughs> Very funny. And it was subtle, but still, uh, you know what? We'll hit you with some of that coming up An next. FJ. <laughs> Bad joke. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Washington, D.C. like a tell-all book. <laughs> well, it's a gigantic high school. That's been stated many times. It is a gigantic high school with all the gossip and the drama and the football heroes and the, and the, the prettiest cheerleader and the rest of it. I assume everybody knows who Chris Christie is. If you don't, I don't imagine you'd enjoy our program that much. It'll take a little while to catch you up to speed. Uh, he's got a new book out called... Let me finish. In Let Me Finish, the former New Jersey governor. This ham sandwich. That's the subtitle. That was an FJ. Of another fat joke. I would say joke. everybody gets one. One fat joke, and then yeah. you're like, you're you're degenerating. Like per it. day, or what? what's the... No, I would say today. Today's a <laughs> okay, big Chris, okay. uh, Chris Christie day. 
So that's my one. I'm done. Um, and let me finish. The former New Jersey governor accuses Jared Kushner of orchestrating a hit job on him in revenge for Christie's prosecution of Jared's dad, Charles Kushner, which resulted in, in Charles Kushner doing time in federal pen. I didn't realize Jared's dad was in prison for a year and two months, found guilty of 18 different crimes. I'm sure it was, you know, your white collar play tennis sort of prison, but still denied your freedom for a year and two months. You've got to do some nasty stuff to do 14 As a super rich guy with the best lawyers you can afford? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely do. Quoting from Chris Christie's book, Steve Bannon made clear to me that one person and one person only was responsible for the faceless execution that Steve was now attempting to carry out. That language is a little overwrought. You're getting fired from a job. You're not being executed. (laughs) In a world where people get executed regularly. Faceless execution? Yeah, Uh, yeah, okay. That's a little overrated. Jared Kushner still apparently seething over events that occurred a decade ago, Christie writes in his book, a copy of which was obtained by The Guardian. Ah. And other revelations, and we'll get back to the uh, Jared's dad thing. Christie writes about how Trump told him he was too fat and then he needed to slim down. You got to look better to be able to win in politics, Trump told him over dinner in 2005. Over dinner? That's not a good time to tell a fat guy he's too dinner fat. Dinner table. Yeah, I'm events. hungry. I've already ordered. And and, and yeah, by the way, you know, uh, Chris Christie is, is definitely very overweight, but it's not like Donald J is svelte. He's a pretty big guy. Pulls it off better somehow. Yeah. Um, um, uh, he also, significantly taller, for one thing. He also urged Christie to wear longer ties, like uh-huh. the president's, because it would make him look thinner. Is that why he does it? No, I think you could assume that, yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. He trashes Trump's pick for Attorney General Jeff Sessions, saying he was not ready for prime time. Okay, well, big deal. Christie also slammed uh, former advisor Mike Flynn, saying he was a slow-motion car crash, a train wreck from the beginning to end. Okay, fine. But most of the venom is directed at Kushner who talked Trump out of naming Christie the head of the transition team, a position that ultimately went to Mike Pence. When Bannon canned Christie at Trump Tower not long after the election, Christie demanded to know who was behind it, threatening that he would publicly finger Bannon if he didn't spill the beans, which I think isn't a good reflection on Chris Christie. So you're going to go out and, who cares? You're going to go out and say, Bannon did it. Somehow elevate yourself that way? or I don't even know what that (sighs) means. Big deal. Uh, Bannon blamed Kushner, saying he was still furious over Christie's prosecution of his dad. The kid's been taking an axe to your head with the boss ever since I got here. Here's the story. Charles Kushner, Jared's dad, Jared is Ivanka's husband. You know who he is, right? Right. Uh, pled guilty to 18... Ray-Bans, uh, blue blazer, yes. Khakis, hmm. Yeah. Young and entitled is what he's got written all over his face. But anyway, uh, Charles Kushner, Jared's dad, hired a hooker to seduce his brother-in-law. So he hired a hooker to go seduce his sister's husband. Okay. And then recorded them having sex and then sent the tape to his sister in an effort to force his brother-in-law's silence about his own crimes. Okay. So brother-in-law had dirty info on Charles. So Charles hires a hooker to, to excuse me, escort to like double reverse blackmail the brother-in-law. I get it. Wow, that's quite a plot. That's, I mean, if I was watching that on the television, I'd think, yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. That's an interesting family <laughs> dynamic for Jared Kushner. That'll never work. <laughs> that your dad hired a hooker to go after your aunt's husband, your right. uncle. Yeah, yeah. Videotaped them having sex, 
and then threaten with them to keep your own obviously legitimate crimes. I guess. Secret. Right. That's a different family than I grew up in. Do you have what, what Kushner, uh, Jared Kushner told Trump? No. He, this is so great. He told Trump that his father's alleged sex tape and blackmail uh, number was, a fa- was, and I'm quoting, a family matter. A matter to be handled by the family or by rabbis that did not need to be brought into federal court. Yeah, I did see that. You got so- a heck of a rabbi. If you can sit down and say, uh, Rabbi, I, sorry to bother you. I know how busy you are, but uh, I've committed quite a few crimes. And uh, my brother-in-law knows all about it. And uh, Have you met Jim? Jim uh, and so I, I was afraid he was going to talk, so I sent a hooker over to his place. <laughs> yada, 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 watch and this. A video ca- <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's watch together. And now he's afraid to, to say, tell anybody what I did, and I feel bad about what he did. And uh, obviously our wives are all mad at us. So anyway, <laughs> anyway Rabbi, if you have any words of wisdom, we'd, we'd love to hear them now. Even aside from that, that's just that's the way we handle things within our family. We blackmail each other with hooker tapes. That... <laughs> and it's just it's within the family. You stay out of it. That sounds exciting. Well, some, fa- <laughs> some families just yell at each other and throw things. I kind of admire their, their style. God dang it. That's something else. To your own sister. Here's your husband having sex with a hooker. Now you tell him to keep his mouth shut. So you've poisoned things, obviously, with your brother-in-law. And with your sister, it would seem to me. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So Christy talks about Kushner talking trash in his presence. Um, said Christy says there are a lot of feelings, raw feelings that had been simmering for a dozen years. Now, here's um, <clears throat> something uh, Christy says that will uh, alienate him from the Trump circle, I think, probably for good. Uh, he asserts that Trump has, quote, a revolving door of deeply flawed individuals, amateurs, grifters, weaklings, convicted and unconvicted felons who were hustled into jobs that they were never suited for, sometimes seemingly without so much as a background check via Google or Wikipedia. I did everything. Oh, go, go ahead. So Christie's name was thrown around a lot for chief of staff job when Kelly left mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Christie pretty quickly came out and said he didn't want the job. I suppose it had in part to do with this book coming out. Yes. There's no way he could have been chief of staff and had this book come out. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. That would have been bad. Yeah. That would have been Wright's previous bad. And the book book would would have already been out to the printers, and maybe even some news outlets would have had the excerpts already Mm -hmm. by the time his name. I wonder if he was regretting at that point. Oh, dang it, that book. That's right. I probably shouldn't take this job. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's a rough job. Uh, Anyway, here's his rationale for putting out the book, in case you're curious. I did everything I could to make sure my friend Donald reached the White House fully prepared to serve, but a handful of selfish individuals sidetracked our very best efforts. They set loose toxic forces that have made Trump's presidency far less effective than it would otherwise have been. Mm. If this tragedy is ever going to be reversed, it is vital that everyone know exactly how it occurred. And if I can make a few bucks on the side, <laughs> what's the harm? I threw that part in. Um, but, yeah, so he's, his, his rationale is uh, Donald was undermined by certain individuals, and the story must be told. And it would seem certainly that Jared Kushner is the villain. Seems to me you're killing one bird with two birds with one donut. If you just. <laughs> That's yours. <laughs> Check. <laughs> And that you're you 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 know you're making some money. You're reestablishing your pundit cred, sure, uh, which is going to be his job from here on out. And that's a pretty good job in D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, you just go down to the local station on Sunday morning or whenever they want to want you. You throw out your expertise. You get to I'm sure dine out on that for decades. Yeah. So, so I believe there's only two members of the staff that still have their Chris Christie related FJ to make for the day. 
and that's producer Mike Hansen and newsman Marshall Phillips. The rest of us, I think we all cashed ours in in, in this hour. We've all used our fat yeah. joke. Our Chris Christie fat jokes. Those, those are over, folks, except yeah. for those two individuals. We only get one a day. To return to the D.C. being a giant high school metaphor, uh, Chris Christie is aware, though, that... You know, uh, uh, the, the 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 current power structure, the popular kids right now will not always be the popular kids. And as a fairly successful couple of term governor and a former federal prosecutor, he is the sort of guy that might be looked to in the future for, I don't know, attorney general or something like that. He's not done, but Maybe I think not. he decided I'm done for now. I'm just cashing in a little bit. Right. Book sounds pretty juicy. I don't read many, you know, inside the administration books. Uh, you know, there are some exceptions. But like Omarosa's, I'm among no, the no, 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 billions no. of people on Earth who didn't read it and won't. No, nobody should read that. No. But um, a lot of these books are really good. And as I always point out, because I do read a fair amount of them, the stuff that makes the media is rarely the best stuff. For some reason. It's the most gossipy stuff. It's the most immediately titillating and delicious stuff. Routinely, but it's not the most important or impactful stuff. No, you're right. Bob Gates' book is really good. Um, I thought that was terrific. That came out a number of years ago, but it's amazing. So Kushner's dad. Wow, what a weird. Do they all get together for Thanksgiving and stuff? Or I'm guessing not. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Well, the marriage is a little rough, as I'm sure you know. What with the you know incident. Other than that, we're all right. How are you? <laughs> Good, I'm on uh, parole now. I'm going to hit the bathroom real quick. Hey, Alfred, you didn't hire a hooker to wait in there, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Escort. Sorry, escort. Escort, yes. And then videotape me. (laughs) Show it to your sister. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's something. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.